0: Here we go. Okay, good evening. This is session five, uh, for, uh, but I think it's our fourth session of recording. We didn't get the first one. So we're going to go through tonight really um, a, an extended time of working in terms of interpretation. Is there a way to turn this thing down? Uh, I'll just have to talk slowly quietly, which, which, which I don't know how to do. Um, <laughs> but um, we want to say again, so what is, the first que- what is the question we're attempting to answer anytime we're studying the Bible? What did this mean to the original audience? Way to go. That's really good. And then we have a four-step methodology. What is that? Prayer, observation, interpretation, and application. Right. Now, an observation, you'll see on the handout here, generally we will limit our observations at this point as we're learning to do this. Will limit our observations, or, or try to maybe even focus our observations in what two areas? It's on the sheet. <laughs> it's on the sheet. <laughs> Do what? Yeah, grammatical uh, matters or historical. Now there was a question asked earlier, and some of this, um, some of this, uh, some of these resources online. Um, when you look up a word and it or it's a verb. Uh, And it's in. You'll see sometimes it's called the indicative mood. Now all that is is that is the declarative mood in Greek. Um, I just I I failed to tell you that. Whenever you're reading in Greek and it's the indicative mood, that's what we call in English the declarative mood. So it's nothing different. It's just got a different name in Greek. You got the indicative. You got the imperative. You got the optative. Uh, you got the subjunctive, so when you see indicative, indc is usually the way it's indicated there. In there, that that's just the uh, declarative. So 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 that's uh, that's our methodology. Chris, you got anything you want to add here?
1: No, I mean we're just oh, right there on, okay. on
0: track. So we're looking right there. Remember, in our grammatical, we're looking at genre, we're looking at tense, we're looking at mood, we're looking at parts of speech, we're trying to d- define terms and syntax that. That's probably something going to be on level two. Syntax has to do with the relationship, like d- uh, dependent clauses with independent clauses, uh, the direct object of a verb, um, the, uh, uh, the, uh, an adverbial uh, phrase. So we won't get into a lot of that.
1: Real, real quickly, is I, I've heard a couple talk about using Blue Letter Bible and Bible Hub. How are we doing with that? Is that doing okay? Able to access it? Okay. Anybody not able to access it? Raise your hand. Okay, so we're all on it and using it to some... Which one you like better? Blue Letter? Blue Letter, yeah. It's easier on the phone, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Really nice have, it really you, is. Have you it? tried it on your computers at all? Yeah. Good. Bible Hub... It's harder. BibleHub.com is easier
0: online. Okay, so if you're using your computer, use that one, because it's just mm-hmm. really simple. So, okay, yeah. great. Yeah, we, well, we're going to do some interaction. Now, somebody remind me here a few and I just want to review this here for a second. Uh, on your sheet here we're going to look at do some observation and we're going to do some interpretation but rem- what is what is the in- how do we go about the interpretive step once we get our observations down how do we be- go about interpreting them asking yeah and answering questions remember there are three types of questions in order the in the per- certain order how, how do we go about asking and answering questions what kind of questions Huh? De- definitional or defining the definitional questions. That would be just about any question you can think of that does not have the word why in it. <laughs> about, really, about any question you can think of. Not just who, where, when, what, how, but say, well, what are the features or what are the components or what are the characteristics of this if I said, um, um, this tense as it's here. Uh, what are the characteristics of it? Well, it's it's related uh, to people or it's related to an event. Uh, so there are lots of questions we ask here. So we ask definitional questions first of the of the observation. Then we ask rational questions, which really is the why question. So why would this tense be used here? Or why would the author use it in this location? And then finally, implicational questions, implicational questions to say, what, what does this imply or what can I get out of this?
1: What, do you find it hard in the definitional part not to go to the why? Do you want to yeah. jump right to it? That's mine. I think everybody struggles with that. Mm-hmm. Fight that urge. So. <laughs> yeah.
0: Because the, the, I will tell you this, the more time you spend in definitional questions about your observations the more accurate your interpretation is going to be if you do short work in the if you do short work in terms of definitional question just jump on it and hit it I, your your interpretation likely will not be as thorough or as accurate because you haven't been careful to say what is this where is this who's involved with this what are its features and characteristics how is it related are there any circumstances that are related to this that I'm not not noticing so we want to wanna, wanna really work at that.
1: I just want to make sure we, we, we say one thing about that. <coughs> Does everybody understand how that's different than the def- definition of grammar? I mean, have you, have you captured that? Mm. How, how asking definitional questions and interpretation is different than the defining stage of grammar. Everybody clear on that? Uh, somebody came up to me after class mm-hmm. last time I was kind of struggling. Explain that, what... Chris. That's right, a, that's so a... like Right here, we're looking at... <laughs> what the definition of the word or the words, you know, how the word is used, it, grammatically speaking. It's an adverb. Yeah. The, the definitional questions are really getting to the root of what am I really looking at here? Mm-hmm. I'm taking one of those observations. So if I use, let's just use it as an example, I use uh, part of speech, okay? Well, I'm going to take those, the part of speech observation that I have, I'm going to run it through all three of these questions. All right. And that's real important to understand.
0: It's where you get very thorough, and this is, again, you're not going to do this for everything. As you read the text, there are things that look important, uh, that, are, that are significant, that you want to put through this routine. Uh, not every word, not every term, uh, you can never get finished, but, but the idea of what are some significant ideas here that I need to, to look at. We okay? used to
1: just say, look for four to five <clears throat> things, yeah. you know, I, I don't know, you know, that gets a little, uh, yeah. I don't know, too yes. linear, but... Mm-hmm. Yes. We handed those out. Did you not get one? Let me see if I've got any of them left. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, we had those before. Chris made, made some. Okay, do oh, you did. OK. Yes. Good. <clears throat> yeah. So in one way, we want to demystify the interpretive process. The interpretive process is taking your observations, and we've tried to say at this point here's a short version <clears throat> of it at time. this point that your observations are probably just grammatically sure. oh, going to be to in that. the area of tense, mood, or parts of speech. Now, there, there just could just be some other things, but that. right now we're, we're just trying to get some traction so that our observations would be tense, mood, and speech. We haven't d- touched much on history, um, but, but for, for instance, um, you might make an observation sometimes historical, and you would take it through the same process. What is the historical background? Who is involved in the historical background? What are its features and For instance, when I, I had some students do some work on, um, on uh, Jesus' uh, topic about don't worry. Don't worry about you eat or what you drink. That would be a good historical study to find out what, what, what was the likelihood of m- meals or the, the way to eat in that day and time. I mean, you'd find the research is this, that most people live from hand to mouth. And for Jesus to say, don't worry about what you're eating, and that historical context, that's a big deal. This is not something where people had massive amounts of food stored up. The common labor that was listening to him, they got paid at the end of the day, every day, so they could go buy food. So that historical setting of understanding, when Jesus is saying, don't worry about what you eat. If you understand, and you look at that and say, well, what's the historical context of, if you will, food scarcity or food availability in Jesus' day? You discover he's, he's making a pretty bold statement there. It, it, it's nothing compared to what we know. Nothing. So historical matters go through the same process, definitional questions, Rational questions, implicational questions. We just haven't had much time to do that. Okay, let's open our Bibles to Romans chapter one.
1: I've got it on here too.
0: We're gonna have you do work. We're gonna just walk around, watch you, talk about you bad. You know, <laughs> talk about you bad. You know, <clears throat> oh that's not right. Just what are you doing talking right about now, food? Now? No. I'm getting yeah. hungry. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, Romans, Romans chapter one. So we're gonna practice. We we think it's important not just for us to be talking, but for you to practice. So in Romans chapter one. Um, we're going to ask you to look at, at verses one to six. You can work together at the table. Uh, you can uh, do that, and we'll, we'll take a few minutes. I'm going to ask you to work through observations right here on your handout. Do you see anything here that you can observe and write the verse down of what it is intense, or mood, or parts of speech? Okay? Okay, so in, uh, let's. I, I, I'll you 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 can read it. There it is. Romans one one to six, uh, and just begin to make some observations that might somebody may say tense. I think I think there's something there intense. Other somebody say, no no. I think it's mood. So you can work together or by yourself. We'll uh, take up the best paper and frame it. No, <laughs> <clears throat> but we think it's it's good for you to work in doing Bible study. Uh, the, the struggle is for many of us to know how language operates. What is the direct object of the verb? Does it matter if I understand the prepositional phrase here, or in this case, in this passage, because it's one verse, Romans one one to six? Those pronouns are huge, and they're all relative. They're relative pronouns operating. We'll we'll look how that works. So so don't 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 feel bad about it. Just realize there are some resources out there for you that if you run into trouble or have a need to say, okay, what part of speech is this? And then what does this part of speech do? I told you last week, wasn't I? We talked about the adverb in 1 Corinthians 11 about the Lord's Supper. The whole passage turns on what's the function of an adverb. And if we don't understand that or we haven't looked at that, we would, we would say, what's the part of speech? It's an adverb. Where is it? 1 Corinthians 11, who is it related to? The followers of Jesus. What is the adverb referring to? The Lord's Supper. How is the adverb functioning? As a modifier of how people are taking the Lord's Supper. In one sense, what is it not referring to? It's not referring to the people's character. Adverbs cannot refer to nouns. It's impossible for an adverb to refer to a noun. It can't. So it is not referring to the people's character and lives. It is referring to their behavior. So why or what does that mean? That means then that this instruction in the Lord's Supper is about how it's being taken. Now you work your way through that on that. So so that that's the process of getting an observation about a tense, mood, or a part of speech, and then running it through those questions: What is it? Where is it? How is it? Who is it? Uh, to refer. Okay. Let, let's let's work together in some. Okay. Here we go. Let's uh, now on the back page, on the back of that, on the back, after you'd make your observations, and again, you don't have to always observe. You may read a verse and say, I'm not that interested in the, in the tense. It doesn't seem to be significant. Or the mood, I got it. Or, but the part of speech. So we're going to now put your observations through the interpretive process. Okay? So let's, let's talk. You've you got to talk now. You've got to help me here. Did anybody in your observations see something that you think is interesting about tense here in this passage? Okay? Okay. Okay, so what is your observation about tense in the second verse? <clears throat> okay, so um, we're we're looking at then the past, okay? So it says which he promised beforehand, right am I correct? No, I think you're talking about the, is that the past verse two which he, uh, Paul an apostle, set apart as a, of the gospel of God, which he promised beforehand through his prophets. And Are you talking about that's tense, past tense? Okay.
1: But it did seem to start off in the past.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, and then go to Paul. Okay. Let, let's move through it. So in verse 2, it begins, or the idea there, of the past. Paul, a bondservant called... Past, as an apostle, set apart for the gospel, which he promised beforehand through his prophets in the holy scriptures. Okay, so what's what's in the past tense here? I'm asking the questions now. What's the tense? The tense, as we've identified, is pa- Paul. Paul's what? Paul's calling. What else? Okay, so what is in the past tense here? It's Paul's calling or ministry. What else? About what? What is it? What is look, look here. Look here now. Exactly. What? The gospel. Which he promised beforehand. So this tense here at this point, we would say, what is this tense related to? It's related to two things. Paul's understanding of who he is, right? And Paul's understanding of the nature of the gospel. What is it about the nature of the gospel here Paul's trying to to tell us? It was promised. There's something here about this tense that tells me there's something about the nature of Paul's calling. He was called, it's in the past, to be an apostle. We might want to look that word up and understand what it means, but right now we're just working with tense. And then what do we want to say? We say, what is the tense? Where's the tense? To what is, it, what is it related? The second occurrence of that, it's related to what? The gospel. So what does that tell us about the gospel? What does that tense tell us about the gospel? It existed yeah, before. Yeah, any past tense would say, well, it existed before. Now, this, that could be a significant thing here for us to say that we've, we've observed there's something that tense, and now as we go through the process of what is the tense, where is the tense, to what is this tense related, what, um, uh, what aspect of the gospel is this past tense referring to? What aspect, this, this past tense, the, the, yeah, that the, this was, it was, which was, which was promised beforehand, how? Through the prophets and the Holy Scriptures. So when we say the tense is trying to tell us something here about the gospel, what is it? That it's promised, that it was something previous, promised, and promised through to, if you will, means. What what are those means? The prophets and the scriptures. So so we're just we're just working through this. The tense was past. What is the tense related to? Paul's understanding of himself and Paul's understanding of what? The gospel. Yeah, could be, because what 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 he's saying here. So so there's some, anything else. It keeps going, doesn't it? Concerning his son who was born. So so what is this telling us? Again, we ask the question: What's the tense we've seen? It's past. Where is it? How is it operating here? To whom or what is it referring? So it's referred to the gospel, now to the Son, right? Concerning His Son, who was born a descendant of David, according to the flesh, who was declared the Son of God. What is this telling us that's a past reality about the Son, Okay, he was the seed of David, okay okay, okay so it, because that was it was promised in the past or, or declared in the past. so he was he was a descendant of David, and he was declared the son of God. Is there any when you look at those two things, when you say the past, this is telling me something about the gospel in the past, how it came about, it was promised. The means it came about through the prophets and the holy scriptures, who it's about, a son. What do what is it about this attempt that Paul is trying to locate that this is who Jesus was? Bingo. He's about the prophet, the to the a David. Yep. So he's yeah. A David to kind of the, the yeah, that, I think that's a really important distinction here to say the past tense, as you to say this one w- was un- understood as human, completely human. This one was. Now, Paul's not thinking Jesus is gone and dead and never coming back. This is is the gospel that he's declaring. Here's the past. By the way, this is a big implication we'll get to, I think. This suggests that the gospel is about a son who is both human and divine. And it was all predicted. Yeah. Yeah, see how that starts working out? It was prophesied. It was told by the prophets. It was done through the scriptures. It was about a son who was born. according. All of this starts working its way out. Now, we'll get to this. So any, any who was declared the Son of God uh, with power from the resurrected according to the Spirit of holiness, our Lord, through whom we have, we're still, aren't we? we're still in the past, aren't we? What else? Now it's turned... What? We have received. That's still past, isn't it? But it's fixing a turn, isn't it? So we have received what? Grace and apostleship. Now there's a move to what tense? Present. So all of that's past. Now it's moving to present, to bring about the obedience of faith among all the Gentiles for his name's sake, among whom you are also called of Jesus Christ, to all who are beloved in Rome, called as saints, grace to you and peace. So it moves from the past to the present. Is this making any sense? I'm just asking the question, what is the tense, where is it, and what, if you will, Is the tense related to what are the pieces, or features, or characteristics of it? So what we've got here is an understanding in general. Now, I I try to think in categories. If if we if we just say okay, let's work here. um, Let's let's don't get to the let's just deal with the past, the past tense. What can we say we have here? What, what do we have an understanding of in, for the past? The gospel of Jesus Christ, of Jesus Christ and Paul's identity. identity of himself. So w- w- we have from the past mm-hmm. an understanding of Paul's identity of who he is. He's a bondservant of Jesus Christ. You know, we're trying to unpack this. This could take a week. (laughs) But then we also have this um, fairly vigorous, fairly large understanding of the gospel that has both past dimensions and what? Present. Are you seeing how we're doing this? What's the tense? Where is it? What is it related to? What are its features and characteristics? How do I understand that in terms of what the writer is attempting to do? Any other, que- any other questions to ask about the tense? What is it? Where is it? To what is it related? We just kind of walked through it. Now, when you do this kind of work, you might say, you know what, I'm not sure I know what apostle means. Uh, maybe you need to go back there. I, I want to go back sometime later. And who is this guy, David? You know, then you start doing detail work, but you don't do that until you get, until you get the big understanding of what's going on in here. You get, you get lost in the weeds, you know, if you do that too quick. We're trying to say we understand that the tense gives us some understanding of Paul's understanding of himself and his identity and his some understanding of the gospel. Yep, you bet. <coughs> direct you towards what you're gonna do your observation. Yeah. And that's so many words. I don't know what you guys saw, but when I read that I was like blah 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 <coughs> blah. I mean I hadn't read it like 15 times before I said four or five times, yeah. right? But then you write your initial
1: title and it helps it helps
0: hmm Yeah. It really will help. Yeah. That's kind of what I
1: thought when I first read it, it was like this is who I am, this is why I am the way I am and here's what I'm about to do.
0: <coughs> okay. okay. So you, you kind of intuitive, you intuited that. Sometimes that happens. We just kind of intuit it like, okay, here's who I am, what's, here's what I'm about, and here's what I'm going to do. What, what would fit all of that is tense, past, present, you know. And, and there is perhaps, to, perhaps the idea through whom we have received apostleship, is this to bring about, is that present or future? It tends to think future, doesn't it? So so, now, so we we worked that out. So we asked, what's the tent? Now, you can do this with a lot more detail. Um, Let's ask some, uh, we've asked some, any other definitional questions you want to ask about tense here? We've asked, what is it? Where is it? To what is this tense related? We think we've got it, that it's about Paul's self-understanding and Paul's understanding of the gospel. Mm-hmm. right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so that's who he understands himself to be. He said, look, I'm a, I'm a bond servant, the Greek word doulos there. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a servant. I'm, I'm indentured to Jesus Christ and I'm called as an apostle set apart for what? See, that, Paul's got a lot of a self-awareness here, who he is and what's he to do. And it appears uh, that, that, that clarity of that, then he begins to discuss or to say what, uh, what you said, I think, what, what I'm called to. What am I called to? The gospel. Now, there's a word you, know, you might want to look up too. Is this, is this helpful that find an observation and start asking questions? What is it? Where is it? What are its features? What are its characteristics? So let's ask this question. Let's, let's go to a rational question. Why would, Paul, why would Paul use this sequencing of tense from past to maybe present or at least future to bring about? Okay. Okay. To tie what? The Old Testament mm-hmm. yeah, to important. the New. And you would do that by how? How is how, he doing that? With that tense. Thing, this was, and this is. What? It was promised mm-hmm. by the prophets through the Holy Scripture. Now, you, you look that up and say, okay, this obviously, when you say promised in the scriptures, that's not the New Testament. New Testament not written yet, right? It's the Old Testament. So, so this idea, why, why would he do this? You're saying, he, you think Paul wants to tie the gospel Okay, yeah, that that would be a reason, wouldn't it, to start out himself and the gospel from the past tense, not the present of what you know, you're, how you're supposed to live and what you're supposed to do and all that kind of stuff. But this is where it's located; it's in the promise of God from the Old Testament. So we're going to make that. What, that's good. What else? <clears throat> Well, I would just tell you this. uh, The question you're asking is not an interpretive question, but it is an internal evidence question to say. Who's the audience here? Who's the audience? Yeah, but but he says, it it is interesting. He says, uh, to bring about the obedience of faith among the Gentiles. That may be a signal here. That is this church... Highly, largely Gentile, or is it <clears throat> mixed? I think the inter- there's other internal evidence you'd have to look at. It appears it's got to be a mixed church cause there's a <clears throat> yeah, <clears throat> and you know wh- what's that? Who's that? Well, yeah. 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 To be. Uh. I'm gonna let you work that out. <laughs> That's your homework. <laughs> uh, so we'd say, well, why would Paul do this? Use this tense? Okay. One is to say, okay, look. What else? Why? Now here's where you got to keep your focus on your questions. We're 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 trying to figure out the role of tense here. Is there any other? There there aren't always a lot of rational questions, but why would there be the use of this tense of past and future perhaps here in this? Yes? I feel like he's also kind of establishing his authority, why they would want to listen to him. He was established, he was put in place. Yeah. um, Yeah, that kind of language right up here doesn't sound very self-directed. Hi, I'm Paul from Tarsus. I'm really educated. He's establishing, look, I'm a slave. I've been a slave. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a slave set apart for the gospel of God. This is not about me. So he's established. I, I think that's a, a use of that past tense to establish. Yeah. 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 Paulos. So, yeah. So, small, small, small person here who's a slave. He's a bondservant. He's called an apostle. He's set apart for the gospel of God, not himself. Yeah. What? Any, any other things here? Any, any other reason? Now, now what? Let, let's move to the implication questions. What, what does this imply? This use of the predominant, I would say, past. What implication can we draw about the gospel from the past tense? What implication? Ooh. Ooh. That's, yeah, this, this isn't something new this has historic, long-term evidence that what Paul is about to declare to these people, it isn't something new. It's not a new idea kind of at the last minute. That'd be a huge implication. Now, you might, we might say, well, of course we know that. Yeah, but not everybody does. Not everybody does that this is deeply rooted in the Old Testament. What, what other implication would that be? That the, that, that the Old Testament has a Christological Focus. What's the Old Testament about? Just a bunch of old people running around, you know, conquering land, or is it that this was promised by the prophets that the Old Testament has a—that's a big crystal. I mean, means a Christ focus to tell the story. That'd be a big implication. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're. Right. D- does asking did did asking and answering these questions in a guided way like this did that help you get through the passage? Huh? Now you know I'm I'm not going to be there to be prompting you by asking. You got to ask these questions yourself. What's the tense? Yeah. You know, what, what's the tense? Where's the tense? What are, is it related to? What are its features? What are its characteristics? Who's it related to? Those kind of things. You were in the back of my I was. Yeah. Okay. You were in the back of my okay. Oh, good. I was back there. Oh, that's a scary. I'm sorry. He, tell your son I'm very sorry. Yeah. 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 Good. Any observations about mood? Declarative. Declarative. How far? all of it part of it most of it yeah 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 that that would be an observation to say what's the mood where, who is how how far does it go you know to whom is it related to say this is all declarative stuff. this is not future stuff this isn't this or, or this isn't uh, uh, subjunctive subjective stuff this, this is a fact it's not something to do not something to have to have it's a fact it, Five. Well, it's not in the imperative mood. It, I, I think there's something else going. On. I'm gonna to try to get to that here in just a minute. Did anybody see anything about parts of speech here?
1: I saw lots of prepositions.
0: <clears throat> prepositions. Yep. Tell us what they are. <laughs> like through whom have received uh, among among yeah. Um, that was several, <clears throat> okay. Several among. Yeah. And, and, and through always suggest medium or means. Can I just run you through this real quick? Because there's a part of speech here that keeps showing up. It's the relative pronoun. And let me just point them out to you. Which, who, whom. Now remember, what's the function of pronouns? What do they do? Yeah, they 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 describe so whenever you see a pronoun you have to say okay where's the noun what's the noun that it's referred to we've already seen this i think but when we see this which he promised what's about that what is that the gospel who was declared what's that about no where's this pronoun Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Concerning his son. That's right. Yeah. 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 Through whom? There's your, there's your preposition. Who's that? Who's that? It's Jesus. Through whom we see. Watch this. This gospel is about his son who was declared through whom. The gospel is about a person. It's not not about an idea. It's not about uh, a teaching. It's about a person. The gospel is a person. And this is why Paul loads these relative pronouns up. When he says, the gospel of God, which he promised before and through his prophet, concerning his son. Who was born? Who was declared? Through whom we've received apostleship? Those are pers- uh, their relative pronouns that all refer back to the noun gospel. And are relating the fact that the gospel is about a person. This is not about ideas. It's not about truth. It's, it's not about concepts. It's not about beliefs. It's about a person. And Paul is trying to, I think, lay that down early on. Don't miss this. The gospel is about a person. His name is Jesus. Now, I, again, that may seem elementary to you, but when you look at that and you don't see those pronouns, I'll show you something else, <clears throat> in my judgment. The gospel is about a person to whom we've received grace and apostleship. Here's what we talked about moving, that this is either future, to bring about the obedience of faith. So I'm, I'm asking myself, what are the pronouns, where are the pronouns, how are they related, to whom are they related, what are their features? Those are pronouns are all about Jesus, that the gospel is about Jesus. Then it moves through whom to bring about, or giving us grace to bring about the obedience of faith. The other part of the gospel is this, it has a goal. What's the goal of the gospel? To bring about the obedience of faith. Or the obedience that belongs to faith. Paul's laying this down really quick. Because he's not going to allow what happens often separate obedience and faith. Because he's going to write that you're made right with God by faith. He's not going to let you separate that. He said the gospel's goal is to bring about the obedience of faith. So I'm asking the question what are the pronouns? Where are they at? What are the, who, to whom are they related? What are they related? How are they how are they structured out to bring about to among whom all we are called to all who are beloved of God in Rome? That, that the gospel then has a focus, if you will, to people who are beloved of God. That, that, that Greek word there means loved by God. That the gospel <clears throat> has some participants. It ha- it's about a son, it has a goal, and it has participants. Who are they? Beloved of God. Saints who experience grace and peace. Anyway, th- th- that's a fast run through that. Do you see? I-, I want you to see the process, though. Asking and answering questions about your observation? Does that make sense? Have we numbed your brain? This just takes work. I mean, I I wish it was easier. It just takes practice. We've given you sort of a template, tense, mood, parts of speech. Then you just have to go at it and start asking and answering those questions, definitional, rational, implicational. yeah yeah probably get bored it. yeah and what i'd like for you to do is to try to widen your lens a little bit to say tense mood some parts of speech don't get hung up on individual words because what will happen is it'll just take you in nine different directions Kind of try to widen your lens here. If, if there is tense, look for it through the whole passage. If there is mood, look for the whole passage. Look for parts of speech that control big sections of the passage, not, not these little bitty uh, uh, claws or you know just a real short. You, you'll just get lost in the weeds, right? Have you ever had that happen? Where you're just lost in the weeds because your, your focus is too tight. You want to start? Dr. Trina God used to always say, start with the bird's eye view. We'll get to the worm's eye view later. <laughs> you know, we, we just kind of, boom, hit it like that. Instead of, okay, let's, let's widen it out. So let's look for big things on tense, big things on mood, big things on parts of speech. Like when I saw those four different relative pronouns, I thought, okay, I got to deal with this. Because there's a noun in here somewhere that's getting worked over. If you see four relative pronouns like that and there's no other noun like that you there's a there's a there's a noun in here somewhere that's controlling all of that and that is it's called the gospel of god The only thing I would add is
1: that now that you've done this go read the whole chapter and <coughs> then come back and read this and see if it yeah.
0: help you got Yeah. 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 Any any questions we we don't want I I wish I could make this easy but it's just going to take practice. Just, you get better the more you do it. The more you practice it, the more you practice it. The more you practice it, the more you practice it. You'll just get better at it. But you have a method where you're looking at observations and then saying, okay, now we're going to put them through the interpretive process and push them through it as hard as we can. So, Lots of notes there. I like that. There will be a test next week. So. <laughs> okay, we want to honor your time. Thank you for being here tonight.